But I wanted to read this. This is what I've been meditating on. And basically, we're serving a risen God. And what tonight, I guess if I had to title the message tonight, it was, it's about the process. And pastor's been really just re-stirring up the gifts and stirring up the vision of, of reaching, raising, and releasing. When we look at throughout the gospel, we look at the New Testament, God is continually reaching people. He's raising them up, and he's sending them and equipping them to do the work of the ministry. And so each of you in here tonight, you're, you're seeking God of how I can make maximum impact. How can I engage on another level? How can I walk in the spirit, walk in the supernatural naturally? Well, tonight, I ask myself this question a lot before I have a chance to minister, and I say, if anybody does anything tonight that I share or that I try to make a deposit, will it affect their life at all? Because otherwise, I'm just talking to hear myself, and I don't want to do that. This is so valuable, this time that you set aside to come and hear the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm believing that, that things that are rare are going to become the norm. That's what God put in my spirit. Cancer and, and all kinds of different things that have been, you know, deathly illnesses that are, people are going to get healed. People are going to get set free from those things. People are going to get delivered. Uh, things, people that are on the one way, they seem lost, seems impossible, bam, the light hits them, and all of a sudden, they're on a new track. They were going this way, now they're going this way. And we've seen it. We've seen it with our own eyes. And we can have confidence, like Hebrews 10 says. But tonight, these are just a couple things that I've been, that I've been meditating on because I believe he wants us to train people who, who can prove that he's a risen savior. It's one thing for us to talk about it, to shout about it. I mean, I get excited about it because I can feel his presence. I can hear his voice, but I want to be able to train and equip a group of people. I remember a pastor one time said he heard, heard the spirit of God say, what if, I, what if I didn't ask you to be great, but just to raise greatness? Well, obviously everybody knows that God knows you can't raise greatness without being great yourself. And so God was just trying to get and make an impression on him about raising a body of believers who can make an impact for his glory. And you're in the right place at the right time. This is the right season. I've been meditating this year. This is a season of development. This is a season of opportunity. This is a season of increase. This is a season of accelerated favor for those who will step in, say, God, okay, let's go. I truly believe God's gonna make a deposit and stir something in you, as he did when Paul was talking to Timothy. He said, stir up the gift that is in you. And he talked about calling us with a holy calling for his own purpose and glory. If you're taking notes, it's 2 Timothy 1.9. He called us and, and with, for his own purpose and glory, training people up that will prove it. So I'm going to give you a few keys tonight about this process of his purpose in our life. We look, we look through the Bible and you can see Joseph was in, he was in, you know, in the pit, then he was in prison, but then where did he end up? In the palace. I also believe this is a season, if I can speak clearly, this is a season of one day transition. What once could have taken a long time Think about this, and I shared a little bit about this a uh, month or two ago, but this is still just, just resonating within me. We've had dreams and vision. David got anointed king. Next thing you know, he's living in caves, running for his life, 
however many years later, he goes from one day sleeping in the cave. The next day, he's the king. He was already the king, but now he's positioned to execute the authority that God had already anointed him to do. Think about Joseph. He had a dream. He was sleeping in the prison. The next day, he's second in command of all of Egypt, sleeping in the palace. In our lives, I felt like the Spirit of God told me this. Your daily obedience is preparing you for the palace. When you feel like you're going through it, when you feel like, hey, I've already, I'm anointed, I'm appointed, I'm called, I'm ready, but you don't feel like you're walking at that level, just remember, it's that daily effort, those daily disciplines, those daily habits that you are taking the time to do that it's gonna get you to where God has already shown you you're gonna be. See, God already showed them where they're gonna be, but he still was working in and through them. So in our lives, sometimes we feel like we're in a pit. We feel like we're in a prison. We feel like we're in some kind of bondage. Like, what's going on here? Shake out of this thing. You ever feel like that? Maybe it's just me. But I know that God is working in us for his pleasure. He is working something in us that's beyond us. And when we can realize that our life is such a greater impact when we can touch other people, then we know that it's all coming together. He is risen. He wants us to train people that will prove it. Jesus is not depending on what you are or what you possess. He's depending on one thing, what he can make of you by the power of his Holy Spirit who raised him from the dead. I'm gonna say that again. I love this. I've just been meditating on this. Jesus is not depending on what you are or what you possess. He's depending on one thing, what he can make of you by the power of his Holy Spirit who raised him from the dead. Trust God to do it. I can do all things through Christ versus I can do all things through myself. I think it's John 6, 28. Maybe it's John 6, 38, but it's work the works of God. When I was praying, not my will. Jesus said, I came down not to do my own thing, but to do his. Getting clarification in this season of your giftings, your talents, and your abilities are gonna help you be successful in training and discipling and mentoring and witnessing and everything you do because that's who you are. We're not trying to be something that we're not. And in American culture, we see so many times where some, everybody wants to be like somebody else. I wanna have it. Oh man, I wish I had his muscles. Bam! Man, I need those muscles. I wish I looked like her. I wish I had that hair. I wish I had her body. I wish I had his muscles. I wish I had his bank account. I don't know, whatever. We're just always, we're always looking at everybody, what everybody else has got going. Wish I had their house. Wish I had their property. Wish I had that car, whatever. But those who compare themselves among themselves, the book of Proverbs tells us they're not wise. So we're not gonna waste our time doing that. We're gonna press into him. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, the time you spend with him is the most valuable time of all. And I heard the Spirit of God say tonight, just as we're here, because I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with this right now. I've just been very busy. And I feel like the Spirit of God said, busyness is the enemy of productivity. Busyness is the enemy of productivity, productivity. And I feel like I've been busy, but have I been productive? So I'm just, I'm just sharing some things 
that God's been dealing with me about because I love how God, you know what God's so good? When he distributes according to his will by his spirit. So I love it when I'll talk to different people after a service and one person will say, man, that was, and I don't even remember saying that. It was just the Lord must have been speaking to them. Hey, it's awesome. But that's how good he is because we're here to receive. So we're here to hear from him anyway. So we're here to hear his voice, his plan, his purposes, and that is the part of the process. In the culture that we're in today, I was, I, I was, I was, just, I was just thinking, meditating on the time that we're going to be spending together tonight. And many of you are familiar with this. It, this saying is, que sera, sera, right? There's a song about it. There's different, it's in different movies. And it comes from, it's like a root from an Italian. But basically it is, whatever it is, whatever is going to be, it is what it is, whatever it will be. And I feel like sometimes, I feel like the Spirit of God was just kind of speaking to me that this is what the current culture of the church is. Whatever will be, will be. If they're going to get healed, they'll get healed. If they're going to get saved, they're going to get saved. I'm not saying we're like that. I'm just sharing with you. I've been praying about this and asking God, God, what is going on? And how can we change this mode? And I haven't been overseas, and so I, I, I can't share about how that is. And I think there is a different, there's a different urgency. There's a different thing happening overseas. And when you see, like Pastor was talking about with the guest speaker, uh, different miracles and different things are happening. There's, a, there's, a, there's an acceleration happening. But I believe that God wants to bring that acceleration here and get rid of this uh, church. Churchy, just religious. It's, it's this whatever, you know, this is what we do. This is our tradition. This is, how we, this is how we do it. When you read the Gospels, what I see is I don't ever want to be religious. I was in, I was in, when I was in juvenile hall a couple weeks ago, this girl said I was religious. I was like, I'm not religious. She's like, what? You're preaching. I'm like, that's not being religious. I said, Jesus was mad at all the religious people. He was rebuking them all the time in red. I mean, it was like, woe to you, woe to you. I'm just, I don't want to be religious. I don't want to be one of the Pharisees or the Sadducees. I don't want, I don't want to be part of that club. I don't want to be, I want to have that relationship with him where I'm hearing his voice and I can execute his will. And the only way we can do that is to develop that within ourselves. Paul said he was obedient or he was not disobedient to the heavenly calling in the book of Acts. And that's, that's another thing that I've just been, I've, these are just some of the main points that God has been just putting in, into my spirit and that I've been meditating on. Am I gonna be obedient to the heavenly vision? He's given his account. If we have time tonight, we'll, we'll go through a little bit of that. But, but busyness is the enemy of productivity. Work the works of God. This is what I've been asking God. God, how can you use me during this season here? We want to believe, we want to receive, and we want to act upon your word. We're going by faith. The opposite of que sera, sera is Latin carpe diem. Seize the day. That's a little bit more like the gospels that I've been reading about. Faith is 
now the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen, right? Say unto that mountain, be removed. They didn't just say, well, if that mountain decides to move into the sea, it's going to move into the sea. If those devils want to leave that person alone, they'll leave them alone. No, get out. We cast you out. You're done. Party's over. He sent us to heal just like he was. Heal the brokenhearted. Set the captives free. Recovery of sight to the blind. They need to go. We're going to bring them just like Jesus told Paul. You're going to bring them from darkness into light. From the power of Satan to the power of God. And I feel like this is part of our church culture. This is who we are. We want to build people, train people, equip people to reach lost people, train them up and equip them to live their life for God's glory, to make an impact, to do what he's put in their heart to do. Because there's a lot of people that are frustrated. They're not doing what they're called to do. And we're all called to serve. And as leaders, we're called to get someone to follow us department leaders, and I feel like I'm just speaking to a bunch of leaders here tonight. And you say, well, I'm not a leader. You're a leader. You're a leader. People are watching you. They're following you, whether you realize it or not. And I'm here to tell you tonight, we need to be asking them to follow us. How does Jesus get the, get, get, get the crew? Come follow me. When I was working in the children's ministry, I'd just come over here on a Sunday morning during praise and worship, and I'd say, Lord, show me who's some more... Who, who, who would be blessed to be able to work with the kids. People think, oh, that's a, bad, that's a bad job. I learned more scripture, memorized more scripture, developed my gifting and my potential in my treasure chest. Because really, your real treasure chest is the power and the knowledge that you have of the word of God. And if you can bring it when you need it, that's like going, if you're going, if you're going in, in to battle and you've got the gun, but you don't have any ammo, chuck that thing. It's not going to do anything for you. But if you got the weapon and you got the ammo when you need it, where is it? In your treasure chest. His word is the treasure and your heart is the treasure chest. You want to be able to pull that out, that rich resource of his word. And not just in a memorizing it, did it, did it, did it, what's that Watson or whatever his thing, you know, the IBM, they're always talking about Watson. You know, he can do all these different things. He's a robot and he can bring everything up. But I'm not talking about in that mode. I'm talking about as, a, as, as he leads you. But if it's not in there, how's he going to bring it to your remembrance? He wants to bring these to our remembrance, everything that he spoke to us so that we can make an impact on somebody else. I was so thankful the other day that God gave me a second chance. I shared just, just a moment of it. But I was just, I blew it. I was busy doing my thing. Some of you were here, some of you weren't. I'll just make it quick. I was just doing my thing and I heard the Spirit of God say, this guy needs you to, I need you to talk to this guy. All right, Lord, no problem. I think I might be hearing things. That must not be the Lord. He knows I'm working right now. I don't have time to stop what I'm doing. I know everybody else has done that. But anyway, so I, I like telling on myself a little bit because it's, I'm, we, we all have, we all make mistakes. And I think we need to realize that, hey, we're all in this together. And we build each other up. We lift each other up. We pray for one another. There's no superstar Christian. You're falling hard. Get back up. So I'm asking, I, I, I'm not even asking. I'm not even trying to hear God. I'm just trying to do my own thing. The guy leaves. And then 
boom, I just felt so guilty. I'm telling you what, it was just like, I blew it. And the thing was, is I know, I know the one who's going to get really blessed out of it is me. Sure, God will find somebody else to tell that person, but it's so much better. It's so much better to what? Give than receive. God loves a cheerful giver. When you're giving in the offerings and tithing and, and going to the building fund, it just makes you feel good. We live to give. We love to give. We're generous people like Pastor was praying tonight. We're, we, we're, we're in this. We're the family. So I'm just like, you know what, God? I'm the one missing out right now. So we just got our stuff packed up, whatever, and God was so good. Next thing you know, the guy's pulled over on the side of the road, tying down his, tying down his truck, and I just pulled right in there, stopped, jumped out, the truck's still running. I forget, I think I had like 20 bucks. I just had 20 bucks in my pocket. I just said, man, here's 20 bucks for gas. I'm just, can I pray for you? I said, God told me to, to speak to you. He goes, yeah. And, and so I just started praying for him right then and there. I'm just, and God just totally just revealed to me what this guy was going through. I said, you've been, you've been doing this and this and this, and you've been helping all these different people, and you've been praying to God, and I'm just here to tell you right now that he has heard your, and this guy was just blown away. And I'm just like, I'm almost crying myself because it was just such a, so powerful, the anointing was just rocking this guy, and I'm just getting like the overflow, and so I'm just stumbling back a little bit, and I was just like, and that was it, and then I took off, but it was just, he wasn't even from around here. He was like from Grass Valley or some other place, but God wants you to be ready. It's just, it's just, it's in you. He's speaking, and he wants to keep touching people through your life, making an impact, making a difference. Even with your lifestyle and everything that you're doing and you stand for makes a difference. So we're going to be quesara, sarah, or we're going to be carpe diem, or we're going to go, go for it. We're going to seize the day. Faith is now. I believe that God is doing a new thing. Isaiah 43 verse 18 says, remember not what? The former things. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. One thing he always reminds me though, his word is never going to change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. All these things can pass. He said, he said heaven and earth is going to pass away, but my word is not going to pass away. And he said, what? I am the Lord, and I change not. I'm just giving you some keys tonight to help you through this process so that you can fulfill what God's placed in your heart to do without fr frustration. There is certain times where you're going to have to celebrate the successes and don't feel the condemnation that I'm just not doing enough. When you begin to understand that God is working through you, you're not going to feel like, oh, 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 oh. It's a flow. It's natural. We don't have to like, oh, I got to switch on the spirit. I got to get on my spirit app. Hold on. Help me download this thing. I, I can't get it on this app real quick. I got to get on my spirit app, download the latest word of the Lord. Boom. Okay, I'm good now. I'm ready. I got it. I got it. I, I downloaded. It was a little bit of slower download speed than I was used to, but, you know, here it goes. But just it be a natural flow and joy. Condemnation's from the devil. It. Jesus said, I always make a way of escape. When he convicts you of something, there's a clarity 
and understanding on how to make a change. You're not trapped. Does that make sense? So many times I feel like we feel like we're trapped. We just, this is it. Oh, well, no, there's always a way. Jesus wants to, he wants to convict us so that he can help us to grow, but it's not a condemnation. Condemnation leaves you feeling hopeless and helpless. But we are going to be proof producers. Proof producers for his glory. Proof producers. As we develop our, our spirits to walk in the spirit and fulfill his will in our life, we're going to be proof producers. People getting saved, people getting touched, people, people's lives, people getting set free from darkness to light. From Satan to God, proof producers. That's what he's doing in us in this season right now, I believe, is developing us. Because everyone in here, even the people that have been serving God in this room longer than I've been alive, are still passionate and hungry and know there's more. There is nothing more exciting than knowing that you cannot exhaust all the awesomeness and all of the excitement that God has for each and every one of us. It's exciting. It's fun. It's the goodness of God that brings people to repentance. It's exciting. People go, people, you see their countenance change, you see their life change, you see them get set free from drugs or alcohol or addictions and all these different things. And God gets the glory. It's exciting to see somebody whose marriage gets restored, who gets healed. I mean, what's more exciting than that? I love it. We start to pray and you guys are praying and we're all praying together and things are happening. And I'm just like, oh, I could just stay in this mode all night long. I just, I mean, I love it. Why? Because it's real. It's not religious. It's not a tradition. He's alive. And he wants us to be saying, hey, here we are. Let's proof producers for his glory. Receive his anointing to fulfill your destiny. Present yourself to him and ask him. Redefining. I believe that man-made religion is going to be ripped apart. Just rocked. And I used the illustration of the Oroville spillway last time I was preaching. It just shredded it. It was just, it, it can't sustain. The power of God and his spirit, it cannot be contained in the walls of churches. Just like that thing could not handle the water, could not handle the flow, could not handle that outpouring. I believe that God is doing a new thing. He is, he is, he is, if people are religious, they're not going to, they're just, they're going to be religious. But I believe God's going to give people opportunity to get in the flow, to get in and, and jump in this and allow him to move them. And, and I think it's awesome that God's fresh and new. But we can see historically throughout the Bible, so many times they tried to keep the same old thing. They would try to, what, when he gave them manna, fresh and new every day, his mercies new every morning, they gave him fresh manna. When they, I'm going to store this up. I don't feel like going out today. What happened? It got worms. It rotted. It was just disgusting. So that tells me God wants me to be going after him on a daily basis. And I blow it sometimes. I know that he's been speaking to me specifically in this area because I've been too busy. And it's the enemy of my productivity. And I know God loves me enough. That's not condemnation. That's exciting to me because he's showing me, hey, you see what's happening right here? 
This, we got to make some adjustments. Thank you, Lord. You're my Father in heaven. You love me enough to help me and show me. And it doesn't matter how old we get. It doesn't matter what's going on. It's all, it, it's, he's ready. He's doing it. So I'm trying to be obedient in my daily actions. Increase is for now. This time is for now. Faith is now. We're not going to grow weary because we don't see, you know, just pastors saying every, every service, we want to see someone born again. We want to see somebody saved. We want to see somebody delivered, set free, healed, all these different things that we've been praying and agreeing for. But we're not going to grow weary if we didn't see somebody get born again right here tonight. We're not going to grow weary, stop having church. Oh, man, it didn't happen. No, we keep going. We keep going. Faith is now the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. The next point is confidence. You will have more confidence as you see God continue to perform his word. His, he says, my word is not going to return void, but it is going to accomplish. That's what I sent it to do. So as he's doing his word through your life, you're seeing it. It gets more and more confidence. Hebrews 10, 35 talks about what? Don't cast away your confidence because it has a great reward. There is a reward your confidence. How do we develop this confidence? We develop confidence with understanding and experience. We develop confidence with understanding and experience. There's three things. Education, training, and experience. If you're missing one of those things, you're not going to be productive in whatever you're doing. Especially if you're talking about the Spirit of God. You're, you're educating. You're studying to show yourself approved. A workman rightly dividing the word of truth. You're educating yourself on his, in his ways, his precepts, his plans, his principles, his purposes. He saved us for a purpose. We don't want to be walking around aimlessly thinking about what, what am I supposed to do here? If we don't know what we're supposed to do, we just start doing something. And then he will direct it. He directs the steps of the righteous. There's, that, there's something that's happening there, though. If he's going to direct the steps of the righteous, I've got to be making some movement. I've got to be stepping if he's going to direct where I'm going. Oh, but I'm waiting on the Lord. But I'm waiting on the Lord. Now, there is a part of that. I'm waiting on the Lord to what? Renew my strength. He's building me up. He's empowering me. And then now I've got to get up. I've renewed my strength. And now I'm taking some steps of faith. And now, now he can direct my steps. But if I'm still waiting on the Lord, oh, we're just waiting on the Lord. You're going to be waiting a while. Because he can't do anything if we're just waiting. He speaks to us. He empowers us. He equips us. But then it's step in faith. It's go time. It's show time. And it's not for us to show. It's his he wants to show up and show off. Not just for no reason. Just, he, it, he doesn't just do it. But he, wants to, he wants to show his goodness in the earth through us. Show his mercy. Show his grace. Show his power to save, heal, and deliver. God's so good. There's so many, so many times where you see God doing healing inside. He's doing healing outside. Sometimes those inner ones are... No one can see it. Nobody knows. But God is so good. He just goes right in there. 
and heals the brokenhearted. He said he came to heal the brokenhearted. If we think about those major points that Jesus was doing, healing the brokenhearted, setting the captives free, it shows us exactly why he's, he's reach, reached us, raising us up, and releasing us, equipping us to do his work in the earth. He's resurrected. He's resurrected life and power. Christ in you, the hope of glory. I'm just, I'm like, Lord, help me. Help me. Because I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, sometimes I need to slow down a little bit. The Lord's directing the steps, but sometimes I'm running. I'm like, whoa, I missed the turn. (laughs) Sorry, Lord. Okay, I'm back. Okay, good. What's going again? I'm going good. I'm walking good. He's directing my steps. Next thing you know, I'm running again. Benefits and drawbacks, right? I mean, you get what you get when you get me, but God is so good. We all have different quirks and things that that God is working and developing, but part of that is your unique personality that God is going to use to reach people, to bless them, to touch them, to heal them, to set them free with his goodness and glory. Amen? I mean, even, even driving half the time, I'm, I'll be doing something or I'll be on the phone and, or sometimes I'll just be bebopping, praying, listening to some message or a podcast and I'll drive and I'll just go, oh man, I just missed my turn. <laughs> I mean, at least three times a, well, maybe it used to be like three times a month. This week has been like three times a week. <laughs> I already missed my turn three times today. Thank God I got off on the right exit tonight. Amen. I'm just being honest. There is a confidence that comes when you have education, training, and experience. Think about what God's doing equipping us. Reaching, raising, releasing. Education, training, and experience. He's, he's reaching out, and he wants to do these same exact things through us. If you look at anybody who's, who's successfully doing their, any kind of job or career or ministry or anything else, they've edu- taken the time to get educated on that. They've got trained personally by somebody else. Jesus mentored and discipled his, the, the people, and, and we're to be doing that, making disciples. Now, I think it was great that I got, had a chance to witness that guy, to confirm some things that he was praying, but would it be even better, what I'm praying for, is, okay, God, let me have those, and then let me get them to a point where I can spend some time with them and develop them and build them. And, and same thing with just with the kids from juvenile hall or young people here or whoever, but just, okay, now, now let's develop them. Let's give them that. Maybe we get them educated. We're training them and then they're going to get experience on their own. Go out and do it. That's the only way it works. So many people say, well, one of these days I'll be ready for God. That was my biggest excuse why I didn't get born again sooner was one of these days I'll be right, I'll get it right, and then I'll go to God. That's the most bad. You hear people say that. This is backwards, right? They say, oh, I'll get it right. I'm, one of these days I'm going to get my life right, and I'm going to God. Well, it doesn't ever happen because we can't do it right on our own, right? Our own righteousness is as filthy rags, but our righteousness is in Christ Jesus. It's through him. And so and I've finally... He reached me, opened my eyes to where I could see his goodness, see his grace, see his favor, see his mercy, see the reality 
That's what it really was. It was real. There was a young man who used to come to youth here, and I, I don't know where he's at now, but he, he, was, he came to youth, but he also studied, like, he read, he was very smart, and he got a full-ride scholarship to UCLA. He was reading, I mean, he read the Bible, he read the Koran, he read uh, the, the Buddha, he read, I mean, he, he was very knowledgeable. And I just remember the Spirit of God, one day he was, in, he was, he was with me, and I just said, and I just knew it was the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost just came over me. And I said, what's your feeling right this very moment? And I just pointed at him. And his body just kind of, like you could just see it. The Holy Ghost just was on him. I said, what you're experiencing right this very moment? He goes, because he was telling me there, there's not that much difference. They all say, you know, treat your brother as you want to be treated and, you know, all the, the, to be right and the good commandments and all these different things. They all had different, not exact same, but you, know, you could pull a lot of, and I've never read any of them. So I'm just, you know, I'm listening. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm like, God, how can I? And it was nothing I could say. It was the power of God yeah. came over that young man. I said that right there. And it was just like, that's the difference. And he was like, yeah, I feel that. And, and we prayed right then and there. I mean, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything I could tell him that he didn't already know. He probably knew it better than I did. But the power of God. God wants to flow through each and every one of us. And he, it, he, he will. He's no respecter of person. He wants to flow through us. He wants to operate through us. He wants to develop us so that we can do what he's called to do. There's something satisfying about doing what you're called to do. It's just, there's nothing like it. You feel it you, you, when you're t talking with somebody, when you're, when you're sharing something. It's exciting because you know you're making a difference. Sometimes you don't feel like you're making a difference. You're telling someone the good news. They don't hear you. And one girl in the juvenile hall is like, you're boring me. I'm like, man, <laughs> wow, you're religious and you're boring all the same night. I'm like, man, where's the love? It's all right. I still pray for her. I'm just, I'm going after her. It's all right. Sorry I bored you. He's calling me boring. Come on. I mean, that was offensive. I'm like, are you talking to the same person here? Who else is here? I'm not boring. Are you kidding me? Crack myself up. Boring. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes you don't get the results you want, is what I'm trying to say. I was trying to walk in, engage. I, want, I was getting eye contact. Every time I see her, see her watching me, I just try to get in there and get some good eye contact. And it's like, Getting to. I was not successful at the mission. But you know what? Other kids got born again. You know, there's sometimes I'll go in there, nobody gets born again. There's gonna be times when you're sharing, people don't want to hear it. It's just the way it is. I don't know, pastor on the golf course. Maybe some of those guys were like, Yeah, I heard that a million times. You know, other times they're like, yeah, I need to hear this. But it doesn't stop us from doing our part, just being a flow, being a channel, being a vessel. And that's really where I was, I was sensing that God was just wanting to flow through us on a greater measure. Open up the, 
Open up the floodgates. Allow him to flow through us. Allow him to bless you to be a blessing, to establish his covenant in the earth. Expect for increase. Expect for ideas. Expect for open doors. Expect for uh, the unexpected, for his glory. Expect for opportunities to arise where you can make an impact for his glory, where the light can shine that much brighter in the darkness. As they say, the days where they're going to get darker and darker, but that means the light is going to be that much brighter. Bow your heads with me tonight. Father, I thank you tonight. I didn't get through everything that I wanted to, but that's okay. That's okay. Because this tonight was something where I was just sharing from my heart the things that God has been speaking to me specifically about. And I wanted to be able to share that with you tonight. And I hope that you're able to draw from, you know, some of those things in your life. Father, I'm so thankful for this church. So thankful this family. Lord God, tonight I thank you that you truly are making a deposit in us. Lord, you're stirring up uh, fresh. You're stirring anew. It's not the day old manna. It's not the old, but you're doing a new thing in the earth. Lord, we know it's not whatever will be, will be, but we know that it's your word that works. It's your word that executes. It's your word that performs. That we just have to agree with it. We're not trying to get hype about it. We're not trying to work it up. We're not trying to do anything but, Father, just to execute the authority that you've already given to us. Lord, we stir up. Just place your hand on your belly right now. Father, I thank you right now that as Paul was speaking to Timothy, Lord, he said, stir up the gift that is in you, that was in your grandma, that was in these other. Father, tonight, I'm asking you to stir up the gift of God that you deposited in us, Lord. By your spirit. Woo! Right there. Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for stirring up the gifts. I thank you for stirring up the passion. I thank you for clarity right now. Lord, I thank you for peace. As I was praying tonight, the Spirit of God laid these, these two scriptures. So if you want to write these down for later, 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says, Now the Lord of peace. Some of you just needed that peace tonight. And Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7 is another one. You can write down just peace. Pastor always preaches about, make sure you have the peace of God. When you have the peace of God, you get the confidence. We get our confidence from understanding and experience and understanding that God wants to operate and work through you by His Spirit. Father, tonight, thank you for your people. I thank you, Lord, that you bless them tonight. Bless them this week. Lord, encourage them, equip them, empower them. Lord, give them an impartation of expectation for your glory.